You are listening to Packers Now. Get the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Ben Krakowski, and today I want to talk through the offseason for the linebacker position for the Packers, which I listed in a previous episode as the second biggest need for the Packers. Uh, today we're going to look at the current roster, possible free agents, and draft prospects to look at what might, what might be the best options for the Packers moving forward. Uh, happy you guys are all here with us with your time off with the coronavirus. I hope keep listening to Packers now because we're going to be recording probably a little bit more often now that I'll be stuck at home a little bit more. So uh, keep her listening, keep reviewing for me. Uh, and just got caught up actually. I uh, didn't feel like I could put out an episode until I got caught up on all the combine notes that I had, um, all the updates I've had from the news and the media lately, and just trying to put all that information together to give you guys the best information possible, primarily focusing only on the Packers. So sorry for the delay, but I'm happy to be here with you today, giving kind of a report card for the linebacker position. So starting with the current linebackers on our roster. So there is uh, three current linebackers, uh, Oren Burks, uh, Curtis Bolton, and Ty Summers. So uh, Oren Burks being a third-round pick two years ago, Curtis Bolton, undrafted free agent guy uh, in twenty, uh, just last season, and Ty Summers, a seventh-round pick just last se- season. Uh, as we know, Blake Martinez most likely not coming back. The Packers do not value him. Uh uh, at the price range, he seems to be demanding somewhere between ten and eleven million dollars a year, and so I want to give a quick recap, quick look at the linebackers we currently have to see where we're really at. Even if we didn't add anybody moving forward, because that is an option for the Packers, and I'll explain why. So, looking at Oren Burks first, so. Oren Burks was actually set to be the starter in the preseason before getting injured, uh, which kept him out of playing for most of last season. So, uh, which is a big deal. He was ready to go. Burks was kind of the guy uh, everyone was talking about last offseason. And then, again, Oren Burks gets injured, uh, misses time, gets behind, and just doesn't come back the same guy you thought he was going to be. Um, but if you look back two years ago when Oren Burks was drafted, you can tell he he's 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 an athlete. He's he's an athletic specimen. If you just look at his results, he had a 4.59 40-yard dash, which is I as we look at some of the draft prospects we're going to look at later, that's better than a lot of them. He's 6'3", 233, really long wingspan, huge arms, and he has. The most important things that he has compared to some of these other prospects is he has incredible explosiveness, incredible power. So he jumped at 39 and a half inches and 131 inch broad jump, which is both would be number one, I think, or top five results, at least number one results, I think, for the off ball linebackers in this draft. Not only on top of that. Another uh, predictor that is important is the three-cone drill, the 20-yard shuttle, both dominant times. So uh, Oren Burks, is, he's, he's a boss. He's an athletic freak. And Gutekunst even stated in his offseason presser at the Combine, I feel really good about Oren. He's got to stay healthy. 
but I think he has all the talent in the world to be a productive player for us, which is totally true. Looking at his measurables, he should be an immediate starter. He should be great. For some reason, his transition to the NFL has been hard for him. He's struggled to be healthy, like Gutekunst stated. Uh, but Brian Gutekunst has a lot of confidence in Orenbergs. Uh, and Gutekunst isn't direct about a lot of specific players. Uh, but Burks has been one of them. He, Burks has the explosiveness, has the power, has the quick change of direction to make plays quickly at the linebacker position, and I believe should be set to compete as a starter for the Packers leading our defense. And so this it'll be interesting to see where the Packers move in free agency, in the draft, because right now Burks has all the athletic tools that you want. He just hasn't put it all together. The two other guys on our roster are Curtis Bolton and Ty Summers. So both of these guys highlighted the preseason last year. Uh, when Oren Burks went down immediately right before the preseason, uh, these guys stepped in and uh, they both are tackling machines. And although Summers actually has great physical tools and is pretty fast, I think Bolton is the guy who interests me the most. So Bolton stepped in immediately for Burks as the starter next to Martinez in practice after Burks went down. And I was actually very excited in, in 2018, uh, Curtis Bolton had a total of 142 tackles playing next to possible first round pick Kenneth Murray at Oklahoma this year. So Murray uh, actually in multiple interviews has spoken very highly of this, uh, of Kurt, Curtis Bolton learned from him, grew from him. Curtis Bolton was, was the man when they were both on the field last season. I think Bolton really, I believe, has a chance to really grow and rise and could really be the thumper at linebacker we need in the run game. He's he's the guy that I think could come in, uh, dominate. He has a potential to really step up in the run game at such a cheap price, uh, which is important. All these free agents we're looking at, they're going to cost 10, 12, 14 million a year. Um, draft picks when we have other positions in need uh positions that are super deep in the draft uh and we have guys on the roster who might be ready to step up yet i don't think this stops us from adding some at least one player uh in the draft maybe two or a free agent and a guy in the draft and so let's look forward at free agency first uh so there are many ways the Packers can spend their money. I think the one thing that concerns me the most, uh, and we'll keep talking about this, is the the Packers have a bunch of big names up for contract extensions in 2021. Uh, and if you keep spending on free agents and extending your good players that you have, uh, we're going to find ourselves out of money very quickly. Uh, as you look at a team like the Rams or the Saints, the Vikings freed up a bunch of cap space recently, but um, it was not with uh, dead cap hits that really hurt their team as well. Um, but there are some options available f- available for the Packers, uh, which could be feasible to invest in. Um, but for me, free agency sometimes seems just as ris- risky as the NFL draft. Uh, but if the Packers were to spend money on any position in this current 2019 2020 free agency i feel like linebacker is one of them that would be most worthy of spending on rather than tight ends or wide receivers or offensive linemen um outside of the current player or the 
players that are on free agency for the Packers. So like, I think it would be worth it to spend on an offensive lineman if it's Brian Blogger or Jared Valdir, uh, but not outside free agents. So, uh, but going back to the linebackers, some big names that come to mind in free agency are Joe Schobert, Nick Kwiatkowski, and Corey Littleton. You've probably heard these names a lot. Joe Schobert, Schobert former Wisconsin Badger, to uh, five-year starter or something like that for the Browns. Nick Kwiatkowski started for the first year this last year for the Bears, on the rise. And then Corey Littleton, who started the last two years for the Rams as an undrafted free agent. Uh, and now as a free agent. And so as I've thought about it more and I looked into it more, I think Kwiatkowski and Schobert, for me, wouldn't be the wouldn't be worth the investment for the Packers. They just kind of don't move the needle per se. Uh, I believe they haven't just they just haven't been dominant enough to be worth upwards of ten to twelve million a year. Burks and Bolton, if are healthy, I think can be a slightly worse version of Schobert and Kwiatkowski. And so I don't uh, but they only cost like one or two million a year, nothing basically. And so I don't feel like it's worth it to invest in a Schobert and or a Kwiatkowski when you have guys like Burks and Bolton already on the roster. Uh, Littleton, though, is the one for me that puts puts us over the top at the linebacker position because of what he adds in the passing game and his development in being able to stop the run. So Corey Littleton had a 90.6 coverage grade over the last two seasons, which only ranks behind Levante David and Luke Keekley. So amazing numbers can uh, not be an asset in pass coverage like Blake Martinez has been. Also, a uh, big a big stat that really stuck out to me is Littleton has only missed four he only missed four tackles in 2019. His broken tackle percentage was only 2.9%, which is least among all off-ball linebackers in 2019. Littleton doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't give up plays. He doesn't uh, cause extended plays because of poor tackling. Uh, what he does is he's a great tackler. That's that's who he is. Uh, if you look at other big names for linebackers. You look at Martinez, obviously leaving the Packers. He had 17 missed tackles in 2019, which was a 9.9% rate. Pretty high. And then if you look at Joe Schobert, he missed 18 tackles, which is 11.7% rate. So uh, that's much, much higher, significantly higher than Littleton. And I think you're going to see that on the field immediately. He can cover tight ends and backs. He's a tremendous tackler, like I said. He led the Rams in tackles the last two years. And I think he might just be about to hit his prime just like Preston Smith, just like Zadarius Smith, and just like Adrian Amos last year. These are players that Gudukins likes to sign. His players are on the rise, and he sees them. He's like, I can get one contract out of them before they decline and uh, will be huge for the Packers. Littleton had 134 tackles in 2019 combined, and he led the team in stops the last two seasons, which is an important number to look at. So Littleton is the guy for me. If it's not Littleton, uh, stay away. I don't know if it's worth the investment for Kwiatkowski or Schobert. So uh, it looks like Littleton, though, would cost about $14 million, which is still a lot of money to invest in just a linebacker. It really holds me back from wanting to invest so much in a player who's only been good for two seasons. 
Uh, it scares me. It's risky, just like the draft is risky. Um, we have about $28 million in cap space right now, and so it would take about half of that cap space on just one player. Uh, and obviously you can adjust the cap to make it work and not be a super cost thing this year. But if you keep putting cap uh, space that's going to take up in later years, you're going to set your team up in a bad position. So have to be really careful with that. Um, that's kind of what we did with the four contracts last season. They're going to cost a lot more this year and a lot more in 2021. So uh, if we were to sign a guy like Corey Littleton, it'd probably be the only guy we'd be able to invest in in free agency because we'd have half the cap space gone. We'd have about $14 million left. We'd still have to sign our draft picks, 10 draft picks that we have. And this wouldn't include uh, re-signing players like Tremont Williams, leaving us with no depth at corner or Balaga, or Valdir, leaving a huge hole at tackle. And so uh, even signing Corey Littleton seems like a stretch at $14 million a year, but the Packers could make it work. Um, they just need to be really smart about who they'd be willing to spend uh, with the amount of cap space they have. And there's one other name that comes to my mind who could really help the Packers that is newly on the market in free agency. So that's Christian Kirksey. So Kirksey... Uh, former Cleveland Brown recently cut last week, just this last week, um, actually had a visit with the Packers, uh, on Thursday. So, uh, um, he was on the roster for the Browns for the last four, uh, six years, five years, something like that. I cannot remember exactly right now, but he played in every game, his first four seasons. Uh, but he missed nine games in 2018 to ankle and hamstring injuries and he missed actually 14 games in 2019 to a, from a torn pectoral muscle. So uh, he's kind of a low free agent right now. He's He got cut, so the Packers could actually sign him right now if they wanted to because uh, technically cut players don't have, to be, don't have to wait till the free agency window opens. So he met with the Packers. He didn't leave with the deal. He met with the Bills actually today on Friday. Um, but... Um, that does, he's he's exploring his options. Um, what I love about Kirksey is even though he's been injured the last two years, it, he does have some serious potential, and I'll explain why. He's a team captain. Uh, he was a leader in the locker room. He's a, been a mentor to younger players, which is awesome. He's just a, the kind of guy I just want in my locker room. He's very cheap veteran option at linebacker. Uh, he reminds me of a legit cheaper option of Blake Martinez, and I think everyone will like following. So the big three, the big three big reasons that come to my mind is why he'd be such a good fit is he's cheap, right? He's because of his injuries the last two seasons, he needs to prove himself again, which is huge for the Packers knowing we actually don't have that much cap space to work with. And we could give him a really low one or two year deal. Um, you know, like 3 million, nothing crazy, super cheap, and actually has some serious potential, uh, to come in, uh, as a veteran, be a starter for the Packers. Secondly, he he already knows the Packers' defense. So uh, his first two years in the NFL, he worked with Mike Pettin and understands what is needed. He won't have a huge learning curve, which is a big connection uh, for Kirksey to the Packers. And then thirdly, potential. Not only is it a cheap option, but he's a cheap option that could really pay off. He started two years in a row for the Browns and put up average years but still had 148 tackles and then 138 combined tackles in those two seasons in 2016 and 2017. And 
I think he can really provide a security blanket if Bolton or Burks or Summers really aren't ready to step up, or even a rookie we might draft. I think Kirksey um, would be a, give us a lot of flexibility in the draft to take the best player available, like one of the receivers in the first or second round, or offensive linemen or safeties or corners, rather than reaching on a linebacker. And I'll explain why later. So those are the free agents that are available. Um, Corey Littleton, if you're going to go all in on one free agent, this is the guy. Um, and then if you're looking for a low market veteran guy who could really, who, who wouldn't actually affect, um, not only would it be a cheap option for the Packers at security as a veteran, but he wouldn't affect the compensatory pick, uh, evaluations for next off season. So compensatory picks getting a little off track here, but they are important. The Packers haven't had them, uh, the last two years, but, um, for example, the New England Patriots got four extra draft picks for this upcoming NFL draft because they lost a lot of free agents, didn't bring a lot in, um, and two of them are third-round picks. So if you're not getting guys who are true free agents, uh, players who were not cut but just their contracts ended for the teams that were on, they don't affect that evaluation, and Kirksey is a guy who doesn't. So now finally... Last thing, as we look at the linebackers for the offseason, I want to look at at the draft. There are a lot of names that come to mind. I think if the Packers don't bring in a free agent, they need to consider drafting a linebacker fairly early in this draft, uh, which could be a big mistake for the Packers, as linebacker is actually one of the hardest positions to evaluate. Um, Even if you look at the 2019 NFL draft, two linebackers from last year both had pretty bad seasons with their teams. So Devin White, you might have heard of, or Devin Bush, uh, who were picked at five, pick five and pick 11 last year. And both are pretty much disappointments. And I was really high on them. I, I loved them. I thought they were the guys for the Packers. And they, uh, but they really fell short this year. They might still just be, gro- there's some serious growing pains coming in the NFL. But um, being a top five pick, top 15 pick, uh, they should have produced a lot more. And they didn't. So even though they seemed like surefire top 15 picks, like totally go for it. They weren't reaches, but it's a hard position to evaluate. And so it's you have to be careful uh, going after guys really high off-ball linebackers when they're really hard to evaluate and really hard to see if they will be productive in the NFL. And so the Packers have actually shown that they want to upgrade a linebacker. And they've had a... One of the longest lists they have is the linebackers that they have interviewed at the, that they interviewed at the combine. So some of those linebackers included Zach Bond from Wisconsin, Patrick Queen, LSU, Kenneth Murray, uh, Oklahoma, Malik Harrison, Ohio State, Jordan Brooks, Texas A&M, and Troy Dye out of Oregon. So there's a lot of big names here, and it was the position the Packers interviewed the most at the combine. And so they're obviously looking to upgrade either in free agency, in the draft. And so I want to look and highlight some of these draft prospects, breaking them down into three tiers of players. And so starting with tier one, these are first-round players. So obviously there's Isaiah Simmons, but this is a guy I'm not going to talk about, not because he's not good enough for the Packers, but he's just not going to be available for the Packers, and he's not even going to be available to trade up for, even if we wanted to. So um, the... 
top tier guys. I want to talk about are Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray. And these are kind of, they're going to highlight the inside linebackers we're talking about all the way up to the draft for the Packers. So Patrick Queen, the first guy, top guy on my board, LSU, he's six foot tall, 229 pounds. He's this athletic sideline to sideline linebacker who can play in space, uh, which is more important than being this downhill presence. But he's he's a missile. He can match up against running backs, tight ends out of the backfield. He actually only allowed 165 total yards on 355 co- coverage snaps this past season. His overall aggressiveness does lead to missed tackles at times, um, but there is no other linebacker in this class with more range than Queen. And he was actually one of the best inside linebackers in coverage throughout the 2019 season. He's a young player. He's only 20 years old. He has the speed, range, and coverage ability to be perfect, I think, in the Packers' defense. Uh, but he will continue to need to grow as a run defender. But at his age, there's a lot of potential for Queen. Second guy is Kenneth Murray. He's 6'2", 241, out of Oklahoma. He's another underclassman, 21 right now. But he's one of the best tacklers in college football. His play speed is in, insane. He, he causes big problems on opposing offenses. Um the only knack on Murray is his inability to man up against players in coverage. He struggled in man coverage, didn't show great ability in zone either, but still has great potential. But I have him a little lower than Patrick Queen in this first tier of linebackers because of his uh, lack of ability in coverage. Um, this is just a thing that linebackers have to do now in the NFL because of the passing game. Uh, and so I think both would be great additions to our defense. And I think both would be clear starters on day one, but they'd also require our first round pick to go to selecting them. And they might not even be available at 30 for the Packers. So uh, now the second tier, these are guys anywhere from like the second, fourth, fifth round. And I have them in order here. And I want to highlight, I think, four guys. So the first one being Zach Bond. So Bond, he's a very unique name to me. Uh, Bond is a, a bigger um, linebacker than most for off-ball linebackers because he played edge actually at Wisconsin in the Big Ten. Uh, But due to his size, he is just under 250 pounds. Many think he's going to be a perfect fit as actually an inside linebacker in the NFL. He actually stated how he wants to play off the ball in the NFL. So he has a second round for me, second round grade for me because he has a lot of potential based here. Uh, playing a new position in the NFL, but he was he was a great run defender in the NFL. He could still rush the passer from the inside, bringing a lot of versatility to the Packers' defense. Yet, uh, I'm just concerned with his overall speed. Can he play a true uh, inside linebacker, sometimes alone by himself? And will he be good enough in pass coverage? A lot of potential here. Uh, it's going to take some time to transition, but also could really pay off. Uh, next thing I want to highlight is Willie Gay Jr. out of Mississippi State. 6'1", 243 pounds. So he actually came out as an underclassman, and he actually didn't play a lot of snaps this last year uh, as a normal starter should, but that was because of injury, a suspension he had actually as well. But he had some amazing coverage traits uh, the last two seasons. 89.9 uh, grade this year, 90 coverage grade the year before. So one of the top coverage linebackers in the draft um, and his skills in coverage and his freakish combine are actually moving him up draft boards. So if you didn't hear Willie Gay's name uh, combine weekend, you weren't paying attention because this guy 
flew. He had a 4.4640 yard dash, one of the fastest times, and then added that with serious explosiveness. He had a 39.5 inch vertical, one of the top verticals of all players at the draft, and he had a 136 inch broad jump, which is third best among linebackers since 2006. His jumps show this short area explosiveness, which is what Gay X exactly is. He can redirect suddenly. He can move around blockers, accelerate to deliver huge hits on ball carriers. He has the skills to be a starter at linebacker and the size uh, to stop the run. And he's shown with his coverage grades that he can stop the pass in the NFL. And he's, I think the Packers could get him in the third round and maybe need to trade up middle of the third round to get a guy like this, but would be a huge addition to the Packers defense. Next guy, Jordan Brooks, Texas Tech. Oh, Texas Tech, not Texas A&M. But he's six foot, 240, a little shorter, has the size. 2019 had 118, 108 tackles. 20 of those for, were for a loss. He's he's making plays quickly, um, making plays on the football. He had three sacks, two forced fumbles uh, that were recovered, another forced fumble he had. Uh, didn't have any interceptions this last year, but had five over his career. Um, he has speed. He has the athleticism, super twitchy. 4.54, 40-yard dash, um, but he has struggled in coverage. So even though Brooks has been better in run defense, he's lower than me than Willie Gay Jr. because of his uh, struggle in uh, man coverage and zone coverage at times in college. So kind of a late third-round grade for me, maybe early fourth. So next guy, the last guy in this tier two I want to highlight for the Packers is Akeem Davis-Gaither out of Appalachian State, 6'2", 224 pounds. So Appalachian State, smaller school, which is why he's kind of ending this tier two. He's a smaller linebacker as well uh, than any of the other guys I've listed so far, except maybe Patrick Queen. But he has the same wingspan as these other guys at a smaller frame. He actually was a top 10 player from the senior bowl. If you were to list the top 10 players, he was one of them. And some scouts actually listed him uh, similar to like Darius Leonard esque that week, um, he is though has a little red flag. He is having a foot surgery because of a stress fracture in his right foot, and this actually stress fracture um, was the injury that he had almost all of 2019 for his. But he played for the sake of his team, for the sake of his draft stock, so he could still put up great numbers. And in 2019, most of the year being injured, he had 104 four tackles. 14 and a half tackles for loss, five sacks, eight passes defense, one interception, one blocked kicked. He was excellent in coverage and as a blitzer. He had 31 pressures as a senior. Pressures are a super important statistic, getting after the quarterback. He had 31 as an off-ball linebacker, which is amazing. He has this ability to run and hit sideline to sideline. He can pass rush. He can cover tight ends and running backs. He's athletic, and I think he might be a steal in the fourth, fifth round. Uh, because of this foot fracture, that's kind of holding teams back from being able to draft him a little higher because we couldn't see what he would do at the combine. So lastly, I want to go on this tier three. There's three linebackers left I want to look at. The first one is David Woodward from Utah State. So uh, 6'2", 230. His his actual play in 2019 was sensational. Smaller school again, but he had a 92.3 overall grade according to PFF. Uh, one of the top grades of all linebackers, off-ball linebackers. And his 91.5 pass coverage grade is really highlighted there, showing that he can be exceptional in pass coverage. One big thing that's holding him back, he's had concussion injuries. 
um, and doesn't have the greatest athleticism, but is just a solid all-around player. Uh, he seems to me like a sixth-round Blake Martinez with maybe a bit more promise than Martinez had um, <clears throat> and still has some growth because he is an underclassman. So look for this guy in the sixth round would be another great pick, uh, adding a linebacker who can thrive in pass coverage. Next guy is Logan Wilson from Wyoming, 6'2", 241. Wilson is this quick linebacker who has incredible instincts and is very intelligent in the middle of the field. In 2019, he actually finished his senior season with four interceptions and seven pass breakups, which uh, was highlighted at the Senior Bowl because no other linebacker there had had those types of statistics. Uh, During his Senior Bowl week, he showed consistency in stopping a run alongside strong coverage like we saw with with the stats in 2019. He had multiple pass breakups, showed a ton of athleticism. But for some reason... Evaluators don't seem to be very high on this guy. They see him even as an undrafted free agent. But I believe he would be a steal in the sixth round. Not sure why he's so low on some boards. Um, some even said he, they saw a little bit of Leighton Vander Esch in his game, which is, that's a big deal. He's a first-round pick a couple years ago for the Cowboys. And even though I thought his combine numbers would be lower, I didn't think he was this type of athlete. Uh, but he actually put up a really solid combine, showing some quick burst and explosiveness which is in very important to the linebacker position i think he definitely would be a steal in the sixth round last guy i want to highlight is chris Orr out of wisconsin six foot 224 so uh or is undersized um very true and i think because of that he didn't get an invite to the combine not exactly sure why but in 2019 he actually had 78 tackles 14 for loss 11 and a half sacks at inside linebacker, which is amazing. He was first team all Big Ten. Uh, or was, I I really believe, was snubbed from the combine. He didn't get to go participate on the big stage with all the other off-ball linebackers. But that didn't matter because his pro day was before the coronavirus breakout. And he had a 4.5640 yard dash, which would have been 13th best at the combine uh, for off-ball linebackers. He had a 4.08 short shuttle, which would have been a first time. Uh, first best at the combine for off linebackers, 6.993 cone, the fifth best. The broad at 108, not amazing, but he had a great vertical, 36.5, which would have been the sixth best at the combine and 20 reps on the bench. So, uh, Orr is obviously an athlete. He's, he's is undersized, so he could put up a little faster numbers than some of these bigger linebackers who have about 10 more pounds on him or 12 more pounds on him per average but still showed how athletic he is, put up the numbers at Wisconsin in the Big Ten. Um, and I see this is a guy you take a flyer on the seventh round. You have a seventh round pick left. You add Chris Orr to the, our linebacker group, see what he can do. Um, he's going to put it all on the field. I think he could be a steal in the end of the draft. So there you have it, guys. Um, current linebackers have some promise. Might be guys who might be ready to step up in uh, 2020. Uh Free agency, guys like Littleton might be worth the big bucks. Um, uh, maybe a flyer on a guy like Christian Kirksey, uh, adding a veteran presence. And there's plenty of guys throughout the draft for the Packers. First-round guys, second through fifth-round guys, even some sixth, seventh-round guys who could um, help this Packers defense. You know, obviously every round, a little lower chance than the next, but um, there are guys in this draft who can help. 
Uh, I think the most important thing would be putting ourselves in a place where we don't need to have a linebacker. And that might start with free agency, signing a guy like Corey Littleton, signing a guy like Christian Kirksey, um, so that we don't have to reach on a player if there are better players ranked on our boards. Because in front of a lot of these linebackers are tons of receivers, uh, tons of offensive linemen, who I think would be even better immediate impacts for sure, higher, higher floors than some of these linebackers might have in the NFL. So, uh, thanks for listening to Packers now, guys. Please stay safe out there. Keep washing your hands. And as long as you're stuck inside, keep listening to the show. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please like, review, subscribe to my podcast to get the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers now. Thanks, guys.